episode 41, January 2015. In this episode, Mark Simonson talks about his early days dabbling in various fields, working as a design and art director before he focused on type design, as well as about hacking with Python and other programming languages. In your email, you wrote that it took you a long time to become successful as a type designer after working for years as a graphic designer and art director. Because of your wide range of interests, you described yourself as a dabbler. How did you manage to focus on one thing, namely type design? I don't know really. I think the only reason I was able to focus on it was because it started getting some traction. Um, for Like I said, mentioned earlier, I started out thinking that I would maybe be a cartoonist or illustrator or maybe even a painter or something like that. I sort of veered into art direction and graphic design. During that time, though, I was, I was kind of daydreaming about designing typefaces. But at, at the same time, I was also daydreaming, daydreaming about uh, being a filmmaker, a uh, photographer, a writer, uh, architect. I, I just, there was all these inter things I was interested in. I would, And it seemed like for a long time I would I would have these kind of I guess is it still true that I have these kind of serial obsessions where I'll be obsessed with one particular thing for like maybe a week or so, uh, and then I would lose interest and move on to something else. And one week it might be postmodern architecture, another week it might be filmmaking, another week it might be animation, and then another week it would be type design. And so I'd keep sort of you know kind of moving from one subject to another on a regular basis never really focusing on any one of them for more than a short time, but always coming back to them uh, over the years. And uh, type design was one of those uh, areas of interest. And in the 90s, I was probably, that was probably the, uh, when I first tried to get more serious with type design, I managed to get some fonts released in, during the 90s uh, through Fonthouse. But it didn't, and I, and I thought, well, this, you know, this is my big break. I've got a distributor, you know, back and wait for the checks to roll in. And that didn't really happen. In the meantime, we had a baby. And uh, so it became difficult to find the free time, aside from my full-time job, to uh, work on things like that. And, uh, and it wasn't until the web came along in around 2000, uh, or that when people started selling fonts online in around 2000, uh, I got interested in it. Again, I had a few typefaces that I had on the back burner. I finished those up and put them on uh, my fonts. And all of a sudden, I started make, actually making some money from type, uh, more than I had been making at Fonthouse fairly quickly. I mean, just to say, show how where things were at in the 90s, right, 1996, I think, um, one of my typefaces, Felt Tip Roman, according to something and I think in the uh, font shop one of the font shop catalogs they had a list of uh, uh, top selling uh, fonts for 1996 and one of them was my felt tip Roman which is kind of a handwriting font and it was like number two at Agva, Agfa type I think and I thought this is incredible I like I know what I made on that it wasn't very much and I figured that I would have to have you know 30 top selling fonts in order to to even make a living at it, which seemed impossible. And so, uh, so I kind of set that in the back burner 
back then. And at the time, I was like looking at other possibilities. I was thinking about, you know, I was getting, I was, I'd been interested in computer programming since the early 80s. I had a com home computer, I had an uh, Atari computer and was interested in that. I was interested in like maybe programming on the Mac. I was even uh, in, thought about getting out of graphic design because I was getting sort of bored with it in the, during the 90s. And, you know, maybe becoming a computer consultant or something like that. For a while, I got interested in model railroading uh, and was buying all sorts of books and stuff about that and <laughs> and uh, realized I was kind of creatively blocked during the 90s. And uh, But when the when the font thing started taking off in the early 2000s, I, I suddenly lost interest in all these other areas and uh, and uh, type design became the most interesting thing. So, so far that's, that's held and I don't know if it's a matter, you know, a matter of maturity or, uh, you know, that I'm able to stick with one thing. Uh, I, I was actually worried back, uh, concerned about if I'd become successful at type design back in the 90s, I was thinking, can I really, you know, uh, stick to it that long? You know, will it, would it really hold my interest if I decided to try to do it seriously? So Did it turn out that it gave you that kind of freedom that you wanted to? Um, yeah, it's just, I think it's partly that I've, over the years, I've gotten better and better at it. You know, if I look, when I look at my early work, uh, you know, at the time I thought, you know, this is, this is really great stuff I'm doing, but looking back on it, I think, hmm, yeah, not really that good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think as long as you, you can do that, when you look back into your work and, and it doesn't look that great, uh, that means you're getting somewhere. Because I think a big part of growing as a artist or designer is, in, you know, getting better at what you're doing. And, uh, and if you look back at your work and think, gee, I wish I could still do that, uh, that's probably a, a sign of a problem. I guess it was on the pragmatic decision to focus on type design, um, being maybe at a certain point in your life where you maybe have to focus more on what you want to do. So what was it for about type design that you, that you found that captured you in a way? Well, I guess it was that I found that when I started selling fonts in the early 2000s on uh, my fonts, that I was getting some traction. That it was it was more than, you know, just beer money or whatever. And the kind of work I was doing at the time wasn't really holding my interest that much. I was doing some web design and some other some uh, graphic design, you know, doing designing brochures and things like that on a freelance basis. I was also trying to make a living doing lettering, which is something that I always did in my uh, design work. Uh, when it when the opportunity arose, I would do lettering for a project or whatever if it uh, called for it, instead of hiring somebody to do that for me. Just because I always enjoy, I've enjoyed drawing letters, and uh, which is why I got interested in type design in the first place. And uh, so I I started I put up a website in 2000 after I left my last job. And uh, offering my services as a, you know, I put some of the fonts up there that I'd worked on. I, you know, had some lettering uh, samples and also some illustration samples. I thought, you know, uh, you know, maybe I can make it as a freelance illustrator slash lettering artist slash type designer. And of those three, the one that really kind of got some traction was the type design. Is it the process that you enjoy also? Yeah, I think there's something about the process of designing type that actually suits me really well. It involves, you know, visual design and, and drawing, but it, there's also this technical side to it, which I enjoy, you know, programming, open type features, 
writing Python scripts and things like that. I've always been attracted to that sort of nerdy kind of technical stuff. I, my dad was an engineer, and he always, uh, you know, was an example for, you know, it was through him I had an interest in technical areas, you know, like computers and and uh, how machines work and things like that. Uh, but there's also this artistic side to it, which I also enjoy and, you know, taps that interest in me, that, that uh, you know, my uh, kind of impulse to uh, draw things, to work with visual things. Um, because you were talking about Python and Ruby, um, would you call yourself a hacker, like in the Paul Graham sense of hacking? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I guess, well, it depends on what you mean by hacking, because there's different senses of it. But the sense of, uh, you know, somebody who, you know, writes quick and dirty code just to get the job done, I, I definitely do that. Yeah, in the sense of, I guess, of a maker that tries to figure out a problem and um, writes code. Yeah, yeah, I do do, I do, do that. Um, I sort of feel like my programming skills are sort of intermediate. I don't, I wouldn't call myself a expert programmer at all. I tend to, there's sort of disconnect between like, okay, I know how to, how Python, you know, I know the basic syntax and I know the thing I'm trying to do, but I don't know how to get between them, you know, from go from A to, go from A to B necessarily. And I find that the best way to do it is to take it uh, in small steps where I, Uh, where each step of the way I know what I'm trying to do. So it, it, it's, it, I think the secret is to break it down into manageable steps where, okay, I just need to do this one little thing and I can figure that out. Uh, and then eventually you end up with a, you know, a script or a program that uh, does a fairly big job. But uh, if, you, if I'd started out thinking of how to do that, I would know, wouldn't know where to begin. And so the, the key is to start with uh, some small piece of that And uh, kind of break it down, kind of like a recipe, into steps, and and then look at each step separately, and, and eventually build this larger thing. Besides Python, are there any other programming languages or frameworks that you like? Um, nothing that I uh, use currently that much. I do sometimes do some AppleScript programming, mostly for you know doing stuff in the Finder on the Mac. Uh, in the past, I did learn some programming, like back in the '80s, I. Uh, learned to program basic on the Atari computer and fourth and uh, kind of read about, read up on PostScript when that was a new thing, which is actually very much like the fourth language uh, in some ways. Tried to learn Pascal on the Mac and uh, C a little bit. It almost got into writing, getting into C back in the 90s. But I, it's more like that's one of those areas that I've always been kind of a dabbler. So I'm glad I know about that stuff because it made it easy to, easier to learn uh, Python when that became an important thing in type design. Mm -hmm.